0: All right. So
1: Shabbat Shalom, everybody. And we have Josh from me, from, from Ezra. You want to do one? You want to speak about the second Aliyah? And then uh, we have one for from Safa and my wife. So I got quite a bit. So, so mine will be short. Okay, so, so this week we read Tetzaveh, and a lot of it is about um, holy things. So that's my that's what this Josh is about. So when we think of the word holy, we think of Hashem, we think of angels, or or maybe the ark, the ark of the covenant. that is inside the holy of holies um, we think of all these different things um, that are described these, these things that are set apart for Hashem and um, so with some of the most I guess more obvious things that we know that is like holy is like the Ark of the Covenant the menorah you know the um, Shabbat Shabbat um, but I'm talking about objects like the altar of incense you know that's in the holy of holies all these things we, we think of as like being holy. Um, but some things that we think of that is maybe, um, maybe more common that become holy are um, ex- examples in here um, such as, you know, see these things, so, so yeah, certain things that come to come to, um you know Hashem has commanded and then they become holy my wife said pots and pans yeah some of the pots and pans were were designated and then become holy they were normal I mean they weren't normal they were probably pretty nice anyway but they became holy um you know the the kohen garments you know they they were they were obviously holy they were I mean they're just clothes but they become holy I mean all the kohen's you know all the kohen's garments and then um, but but then I'll break it down even more and so then we have certain things that are um, and, and maybe when they're separated they they are um, they're not necessarily holy but when you put them together they're holy right so we have like this this, scar, this scarlet the blue blue purple and scarlet wool then it's mixed with the linen and a gold thread and when you mix that all together it becomes holy um, it's woven into the sash, and that sash becomes holy. Um, all the Kohens will wear that. And there's even a commandment, you know, don't mix wool and linen. So for us to not use something that he set aside as holy. Um, also, there's the incense. I mean, not incense. The oil that was, that was um, well, yeah, the, in, the, the anointing oil that he made, that, that they made, um, it was just oil and different spices, but when you put them all together, it becomes holy, right? And it's only used to anoint, like the priests and and the king and things like that. And so these are things that are like when they're when they're separated, they're they're not holy. But when they when you put them all together, they become holy. Um, and even like I guess that blue that blue tachelit color, um, it's not necessarily holy, but when you make it into a, like a like a seat or you you put it on a robe of the of the Kohen Gadol, it becomes like holy, right? So, and then one, one, one other thing was like the meat, the meat of the offerings, the sin, sin and guilt offerings that were brought to the to the to the um, the tabernacle. Um, um, you know, it was just a lamb, just a, a regular, maybe a nicer of the animals, but it wasn't like holy. But then, when it was offered as a sacrifice, it becomes holy. And that meat becomes holy, and we cannot, none of the other Israelites could eat that meat. Only the priests were able to eat that that meat, and they could only eat it in a holy place. You know, they had all these, it was very, very specific, very set apart, you know. Everything was, was special, in a way. So, you know, so we may ask, well, what does this have to do with us? Because, you know, these things are, none of this stuff is, is ha- happening. There's no temple, you know. Um, none of these objects that could be holy are not necessarily holy because there's no temple. What, how, how does this affect us, right? So um, why do we even need to study it, right? So, um, well, I mean, we, we as Jews, we believe that the holy temple will be built again and maybe and these laws will be in place again. So we need to keep them going. We need to understand them. We need to share them and, and share them with our children. And it gets passed along. Um, but how is this more us like just us you know just right now today um, and I guess what a way it, it kind of affects us is um, that we are also holy you know we are we are also temples of the most high you know our bodies are the temples and so we are holy you know we are set apart we're set aside and especially if you're if you're studying Torah if you're, if you're you know following following Yeshua and, and studying Torah you you become even more set apart you become even more holy and you have to um it's not even that like you have to live that way it's like you're you're kind of you you want to live that way because you're, you, you you the the things of the world kind of become you don't want to associate it with with that anymore you just want to do what god wants you to do and so that that's why how these things how this idea of being holy is is part of us today you know um, we also, you know, we, when we think of Yeshua and his sacrifice, um, it, it changes our hearts, you know, it changes our hearts, and we become um, soft and moldable and, and, and holy for Hashem. Um, and, and then as we become holy, as we start um, looking the part, fitting the part of a, of a holy person, of someone who is following Hashem, then others that will see you, you influence them, you know, and, and if you are looking that part and following Hashem, um, you are holy in their eyes as well, and if you do something that isn't, if you do something that is contrary to Hashem, you're kind of uh, messing up uh, what Hashem is trying to do, you know, you're trying to, you're, you're making Hashem look bad, essentially, so as we as holy people follow Hashem and see how how he has set us apart. Um, I guess I, I, you know, say I, like want to say like everybody, let's continue to live this way, continue to follow his gem, continue to study Torah, continue continue to look to Yeshua as our example, um, and and continue to be more and more holy and set apart from the world, and to be like shining examples for them. So that's my my little Josh. So shabbat shalom. Yeah, who wants to go next? That's it, okay.
0: Hello. Uh, From the uh, second Aliyah what we see in our study is the significance of the clothing of the high priest, uh, which is symbolized the the relationship between God and uh, his people. The priest, high priest's uh, clothing included the ephod, the um, breastplate and the turban, which they were made of exquisite uh, materials and adorned with precious stones, okay? Symbol, symbolizing the majesty of the uh, of, uh, glory of God. Mm-hmm. Of God. The uh, breastplate in particular contained 12 precious uh, stones, with. Represent each one of them, the uh, tribes, the twelve tribes of Israel, and the remaining high priest is the. His, his duty was to represent the community uh, to God. Okay, so the importance of the uh, of the uh, of the excellence is what is called here the excellence in attention of the details. Of, of serving uh, God, okay. That's why the this garment were not made of uh, just by choice, just by like Moses says that, but uh, as a commandment with a specific uh, a specific instructions of how to make them, and like Reuben said, you know, those little details make them make them holy because. They were dedicated in excellence to the people who is going to represent them, which were um, uh, the high priest uh, Aaron and his uh, and his son, his sons. Okay. Uh, it, this also underscores the importance of excellent palpitation between in detail of the service to 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 Hashem. Okay, the smallest. Uh, details has a great uh, significant, especially uh, in the spiritual uh, meaning, okay? We can learn that we come to the service, how we uh, to celebrate, make the celebration, but we have to understand where we are. We are not in Ruben's house. We are right now at the, at the house of Hashem. So this is not a, an ordinary day this is a day of Hashem, it's not ours. So before we do anything that in my trespass and the Shabbat, we might ask ourselves, you know, uh, this was given to me a long time ago. It says, if you're gonna do something and ask yourself this, what this, what I'm about to do could be that yesterday? Could I do it tomorrow? If the answer is yes then we're about to break the rules of the sanctity of of the Shabbat so that's something that we always keep in mind we can always do this question to ourselves and other things of the argument that the uh, high priest the high priest the priest and the Levites uh, warned it relate us to us if we have today we have Shabbat two uh sanctify for him we also sanctify our clothes meaning you're not going to just take away the first thing that you find on the closet and put it on by wednesday you should be able to say okay i'm going to put this this and that when you choose a garment that you're going to put some put on 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 shabbat okay you already dedicated to him so i'm making holy okay and that will that will make us look into Shabbat like every single detail is 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 precious It's precious for us so uh, that's what I think thank you thank you all
1: right Safa you want to share Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat
2: shalom. Uh, when, I, when I look in the mirror when I look in the camera I see my little baby seats my baby uh uh peyote's growing so I, I apologize for the for the triangle look there. <laughs> um good looks good. So uh thank you. Uh wanted to address Exodus 28 42. Um those who um kind of mock the Torah. Certain religions uh, will usually mention that there is uh, strange provisions that are in the Torah. I just want to shine a light. And what the, what this is saying is uh, 28 verse 42, and make for them linen pants to cover the flesh of their nakedness. They shall reach from the waist down to the thighs. Uh, so people who mock the Torah... A lot of times it comes from people who say, "Look, this is all, this is all uh, law, and you know we're under grace." Look, uh, they kind of point, and they're like, "Really, God cares about your underwear?" So, in a matter of fact, he Hashem did, and the reason why is because uh, you know in some religious. Uh, Beliefs. There's this idea, and I I mentioned it uh, previously, about forgive and forget. And Hashem, while he forgives us, he does keep record, and his uh, messengers keep record. And and our parents, Adam and Hava, uh, when they were created, uh, according to Midrash, they were more of a uh, spirit wrapped in an animal. And then after, after the fall, it was it was flipped, right? We became kind of more of an animal. Uh, with the spirit, and so, um, this is this is a painful for Hashem. Uh, we we were um, completely exposed. The only clothing that we had was him. He he provided us clothing, and uh, we it brought no shame at all. But now when we're exposed, there's shame involved in it. And um, so there is certain things within um, Kabbalistic teachings and mystical teachings uh, that says Hashem uh, is very mindful of our modesty. Uh, uh, so that I'm sure many people are aware of the of the blessing that we say. Uh, after we use the restroom, okay, that's when we relieve ourselves of our waste, uh, and you know that that also is is uh, indicative of our lost stature, you know, because the it, when we had our spiritual body, we ate spiritual food, uh, we we emitted the waste that it, it just went out, there was no need. Now this is all this is all kind of uh, wrapped into the midrash. You can take it as you know allegorical, but there's applications that that something changed uh, when Ottoman Hava fell. Okay, uh, Yeshua points to that. He says, "What what comes out of your body makes you unclean." So he's pointing back. You know, look, we all are unclean because of our because the status that we're in. Um, now there is there is a the false the false Messiah, uh, uh, Shabbatai V. Name may, may his name be uh, cursed to dust. Uh, he took the, this spiritual application and said that if you want to uh, be outside the realm of a then you just do everything in the nude, right? So just just do everything, and, and this is a, a topic that's. Uh, a little bit uncomfortable. Um it was basically saying that uh Hashem doesn't look at us when we're when we're indecent. And it's not that it, it's not that he doesn't see us. It's that he gives us the proper respect and due because we're made in his image. And it and it pains him the 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 status that we're in now. So the minute Aspects of what we wear, uh, and this is also uh, also mentioned when uh, the uh, the um, the uh, the altar was constructed. There is a ramp that went up, and one of the reasons why Hashem said He doesn't want stairs is because He didn't want the, the even the opportunity to see uh, uh, the immodest act, you know? So we should hold that in our lives, modesty. That means uh, speech and the way we, uh, carry ourselves. And, um, it's a, it's a very important aspect. Hashem cares about every, every part of our lives. And he strives for us to return to our, our original state, uh, May it come soon in our days that we may be that we may bring um, restoration to our parents or spiritual parents, Autumn and Hava. Shabbat Shalom.
3: So, I wanted to talk about Shabbat Zachor today. Shabbat Zachor and um, Shabbat Zachor is the Shabbat that precedes um, Purim, it's the Shabbat that precedes Purim, and that word Zachor. It means uh, remembrance, it, 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 it's a, like shamor uh, um, v'zahor, observe, keep, and remember. Remember, zahor. And what are we supposed to remember? We're in, well, in the Hafhtah portion today, it talked, about, um, it talked about Amalek and how King Saul was supposed to destroy Amalek, but he didn't completely destroy Amalek. And therefore, we are forever perpetually in a war with Amalek. And the reason why it falls, um, on Shabbat Zachor, which is right before Purim, is because, um, Haman was a descendant of Amalek. So if King Saul would have done his job properly, there would have been no, um, there would have been no Purim and there would have been no threat on the Jewish people's lives in that day. Um, so they say that, that Amalek spiritually is, the rabbis say, some, some of them, they say that Amalek is fear and doubt, fear and doubt. And that this is what attacks us in, in, the, in the biblical story um, with the war with the Amalekites. It said that it attacked, um, Amalek attacked our young ones, um, the frail ones, the older, the, the weaker. And um, if we take that spiritually, that fear and doubt, um, you know, that fear and doubt can also affect the young of our people, um, those who are weak in faith, when we have fear and doubt. And it's said also that when Amalek attacked us, that Amalek attacked us when we were tired and we were weary. And so that's definitely something important for us to understand is that fear and doubt attack us when we are tired and weary. And that could mean spiritually tired and weary, but I think it also means physically tired and weary. And I think that's uh, one of the important important parts of the, one of the important reasons that Shabbat is so important Um, because Shabbat is a full day to charge recharge ourselves and rest physically, as well as spiritually and even mentally. We rest from our work, we rest from, um, we rest from physical work, we rest from mental work, and we devote ourselves to Hashem, to the study of his word, to um, fellowshipping with his people, um, with our family and our friends. And it's been said that if everyone, if all of Israel always kept Shabbat, that Mashiach would come, but not only that I think also if if, if if everyone all always kept Shabbat there would be no atheists there would be no godless people because we're devoting over 10 percent you know one seventh of our time to um, to obeying the creator's commandment and if we remember also there are two things that we remember on Shabbat we remember the creator that he created all things so there would be no atheists if, if humanity always kept Shabbat And also it's a remembrance of when Hashem took us out of Israel um, as a people. And so if we remembered Shabbat, we would always have uh, a tie with God. And, And it's the same thing when you have a relationship, when you have a marriage, or even when you have children. If you don't spend quality time with the people that you love, whether it's God or humans, you will lose that connection. You will lose that love for them. Both parties will lose that love. So it's very important to um, remember to remember that. And I had a few things to um, report also. Uh, first, I wanted to introduce Mora Ezra. Um, I was introducing him online, but I, I think a lot of, I haven't introduced him to a lot of people here. Mora Ezra and his wife over here. Mixi, okay, Mixi. They are from Colombia and they, how far do you drive to come here? They drive an hour to come here, and there are many Messina congregations much, much closer to them. Um, in the Dallas area, there's a lot, but they come here because they told us that it's very much like uh, their, their, their congregation back in Colombia. Oh, sorry, Venezuela, but you're from Colombia. He's, he's Colombian, but his congregation is from in Venezuela. Sorry about that. Okay, and so um, he was the congregational leader there. He's Moreh Ezra, he's a teacher. He didn't want to say that because he's very humble, but I want to say that because I want to give him honor um, also as one of our elders here. And I think he's also a blessing because he speaks Spanish and we have a lot of people that you know come through that speak Spanish. And um, even though my husband and I both have Spanish blood, we don't speak Spanish, so it's very bad. <laughs> Um, so I'm very honored to have to have them both here and to hear um, his wisdom. He's 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 currently doing a study this year on um, commentary insights from the second Aliyah. Last year he did it on the first Aliyah. Now he's doing second Aliyah, and um Hashem, he will finish his commentary on all Aliyot and publish a book on it. That would be awesome. Um, anyways, the second thing I wanted to report is. Um, um some of us uh don't know about it but some of us do um uh griffin um mark griffin uh uh, who is the congregational leader of uh, sar shalom in the fort worth area very close very close to here um uh he was convicted he pled guilty to the charges that he was guilty of what he did was um a crime in the state of texas um, which was to, which was having um, sexual relations with uh, with one of his congregational members. This is not a crime everywhere. It is a crime in Texas, and it's. I believe that the crime is the same crime as the reason for why teachers should not be romantically involved with their students, and why uh, you know leaders of organizations should not be romantically involved. With their employees because there's a conflict of interest there and there's an inequal, unequal, unequal um, balance of power um, the people who are in positions of authority can use that authority to gain uh, improper advantage of people that are under him and i'm glad that we live in the state of texas where it is considered a crime in other places it's not considered considered a crime at all when we just look at woody harrelson a famous actor and the media really doesn't care that he married his daughter that he adopted Um, so anyways um, as the people of God we know that we know that this is wrong it doesn't matter if they're adopted or not you know he he called uh, this 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 girl he called her his daughter at a certain point of time when he when she moved with him she was underage anyways um, I know that a lot of people wanted more severe judgment on him but the truth is, you know, this is Texas, it's a secular court, uh, I'm happy for for what he did receive, and many of us are very sad that um, he continues to run his congregation and deceive many people, and he writes off what he did as if it was a very minor offense and it doesn't matter. And he says that he's repented, but this is false because he has not, he's not apologized to, to the people involved, to their families, he only justified himself and he and he shifted blame to her and said that he took she that he, you know he's basically blaming her of taking advantage of him, which is ridiculous because he was, you know, like two or three times her age so it's, it's 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 really, really ridiculous. But you know the final, the final reward and punishment for all of us is not in this world it's in the world to come, and we can have, we can have hope, we can have hope in that and and for the meantime. We can just continue to 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 be light and to raise the warning and to help people see the truth of, of 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 different situations and different things it's our job it's our job to teach about what is good but it's also our job to um expose what is evil um anyways uh this i my husband and i were talking this morning about um about a very difficult subject, which is, why did God allow the whole Garden of Eden situation? And this is something that I've, I've thought about all, all my life, you know, as a child, is if, if God is all-powerful and he's all-knowing, and he knew that Adam and Eve would eat that tree, that the fruit of the tree of good and evil, which he told him them not to eat, well, why did he even put it there in the first place? And I used to think, isn't that akin to letting uh, a baby, you know, be in the same room room with a gun? And you know, if that's going to cause their eternal uh, death and damnation, it seems like a very evil thing. But I think that, for me, I think that that was because of my Christian misunderstanding and the Christian concept of hell and you know this eternity is that we're all destined to go to hell we're all destined for hell and uh, Yeshua came Jesus came to save us from hell but then you know when I go back on that thought I think well why would God destined us all to hell and then Christians will say well we deserved it because we broke his commandments well God gave us the ability to break his commandments he didn't He didn't have to make us this way and then and then they and then they say well he didn't want to make robots well would it be better to make robots or would it be better to make the majority of people who you know to create them destined for hell what would be better i'd rather make robots you know than create beings you know the majority of beings who are going to go to hell one day to me that's just more reasonable, and this is why you know, with things like this, um, I turn to Kabbalah. Now, this question: Why did why did God put Adam and Eve in the garden? Why did He let them eat the fruit of the tree of good and evil? This is the same question as: Why did God allow the Holocaust? Why did God allow the Israelites to go into Egypt when He forewarned them and He said? You're going to be enslaved there for four hundred and thirty years, and then I will bring you out. So God knew before He brought the Israelites into Egypt that they that 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 there would come a time when they would be so bitterly enslaved that that Pharaoh would even start murdering their baby boys and throwing them into the river Nile, right so he knew all of these things, yet he allowed it all to happen. He led them to Egypt. Just as much as he brought them out, and I think this is the the big difference between uh, Judaism and Christianity, is that I feel that Christianity teaches that God is not in complete control, and that he and that um, uh, sorry uh, that he's not in complete control because he that things happen that he didn't intend to you know he didn't intend for these evil things to happen. But the truth is he knew everything he knew the plan from beginning to end and um the kabbalistic answer to this is because we needed this we needed this whole human experience we need the, we needed the experience of 50 50. we needed to understand what evil is in order to appreciate what good is and sometimes suffering is involved in that we don't understand The extent of God's love, except through Yeshua, this righteous Sadiq, this, this son of God who is blameless, and he suffered on the cross, an innocent man suffered on the cross, this is the extent of evil, this is one of the greatest object lessons of what evil can do. When we allow evil in this world, the righteous suffer, the good suffer, and so it's not enough to only choose to do evil. Um, Eli, I think it was Eli, Eli Weasel, he said, Evil prospers when good men do nothing. Those are probably not his exact words. I'm probably butchering the quote. But that's, that, is the, that is the idea, is that and it's, it's the same thing with Islam, right? You know, we talk about uh, Islam, and, and they always say, Oh, no, the, the majority of Islam is, is not evil. The majority of Islam is peaceful. There's a peaceful majority. Well, if the peaceful majority do nothing, then the radical Islam will have its way. And it's the same thing with God's people. When we don't speak out against evil and corruption, we don't don't take those bold stands um, to fight against evil. We are empowering good to happen. And, excuse me, we're empowering evil to happen when we don't take a stand against us, when good people don't take a stand against us. Of course, evil people won't take a stand against it. But in order for us to understand how important good is, Hashem had to allow evil. And if He made us, according to Genesis and Revelation, if He made us as beings who were meant to live forever, then we have to fully understand the importance of good as well as the contrast of evil. And we can't understand fully what good is unless we allow the experience of evil into our lives. So I think that, you know, in many ways, you know, when, when, when parents, for example, when we, when parents, you know, some parents, they want to shelter their children all their lives and never let anything evil happen to them, never ex- let, you know, and this is part of homeschooling, you know, it's part of why I homeschool. I don't want my children to experience so much evil, but at the same time, I have to talk to them about it and I have to prepare them for it. And we have to interact with the world. You know, I don't put them in public school because I don't want them to interact with the world without me. So we interact with the world together. We go to different places. We have different friends that are not, you know, people of God, that are not walking with God, you know, that are um, whatever they are, you know, whatever their sins are. We interact with all those people. We don't shelter them completely from the world because I want them to experience the world. And I want them to understand what the difference is between good and evil is how to deal with evil. Can we still love them? Yes, we can still love them. We can still interact with them. God put us in this world to interact with evil, but at the same time, without this interaction with evil, we would not know how to be strong in holiness and in goodness if we never allowed them with us to experience with it. And so God put us in this world, but He gave us the Bible, right? He gave us the Torah, And through this, through this protection of Torah and and God's word, and through the the devoted time of Shabbat, when we're supposed to be immersing ourselves in God's word and with people who believe in God, this is our protection, this is our protection, and this is what what will get us through this world with God, unscathed, untainted from the world to our final eternal destination, is when we allow ourselves to experience the evil To experience the pain, to experience the hurt, but with God on our side, with His Word on our side, with Shabbat as the day to refresh us and to um, revive us in Him and revive each other. This is why it's important to congregate, you know, on Shabbat, is because, you know, without each other, we cannot encourage each other into good works. It's very, very extremely hard and difficult to. To, um, to walk as part of God's people if we are alone. And that's why God didn't call just an individual. He called Avraham, he called a whole family, and he and Avraham, according to Judaism, he made converts in the desert. And then he called a nation, he called Israel, and he gave a nation the Torah, not just individual people. He calls us individually, but he calls us to be part of Israel, to be part of a nation. And um, I believe that's, part of what's important, and part of why we believe in conversion is because it's very important to have that identity. And without that identity, that Jewish identity, um, it's very easy to fall away from the Torah and to fall away from, um, from God.
2: Uh, Robinson, can I, can I address something with the-
3: uh... Sure, go can... ahead.
2: Um I've heard you now this is a midrash that I, I can kind of get behind, you know, there's all sorts, okay. Um I've heard explained that the tree uh was kind of a gift, you know, laid out. And that um it was given on a on a Thursday. Now, like I said, this is midrash, okay, but I think this can kind of give us a, a picture of what. The, what the purpose was, and <clears throat> uh, Hashem had prepared the tree. He brought uh, Ad- Adam and Hava. He explained, you know, what the tree was, and the very next day he was going to allow them to consume the tree. You know, with him, with him there, but they couldn't wait. It was it kind of reminds us when the people couldn't wait for Moshe. And it was just uh, we 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 just couldn't wait. We couldn't wait as a people, you know. And it was it was just as it was like a uh, present that he left. Okay, you can open it tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, we failed the test, but it's it's not. I don't think it's it's like uh, you know as Christians, you know, you know. I don't think Hashem, you know, condemned us to death. I think it was a, le- a learning experience that we all have to go through you know, because of our parents.
0: I think one of the, uh, we have to always keep in mind that we always have uh, free will. Okay, free will. Yes, God put them on the uh, garden, okay? But he, they, he, he gave him the free will because that's what differentiates us from the animals okay if it, uh, if it takes away the pre-will that we have then will be no difference between us and the cats and the dogs and whatever animals are out there so it's always have a free will at the end of the day we always will have free will to decide for ourselves and then we just have to uh you know if we did something wrong we just gotta say, okay, I, I did it. You have to admit that you did something wrong and not blame it on the on the, uh, satan or, uh, or blame it on somebody else. No, just recognize that what you did, I always say, play the movie backwards slowly and find out where is where you uh, made a mistake, you know, and stand by that mistake because it takes more courage to um, Recognize that you did wrong then to and it's easier to blame somebody else for a mistake, but at the end of the day, we always have free will
4: well
3: i was, I, used, I used to always think about having a lot and how like you can't appreciate all the good in heaven if you haven't experienced the bad like if you only experience good then you don't appreciate it as much
4: Very true, Rappy.
1: You don't know what you have until it's gone, they say, right? A lot of times, even as youth, you don't know how good you, how, how fun school was until you're not going to school anymore. And you're like, that was pretty fun. You know? Well, some of it. Uh, there. All right. Let's um, turn to um, our sedours. Psalm, Psalm, page seventy-seven, Psalm one forty-five. The Ashrei, Teila <laughs> leDavid, Eromemcha Elahai Hamelek, Avracha Shim Kalelamvaed, ve'koyom Yom Avrakecha. Ah, <laughs> la shim kale lava ed. um meod. Vilig do la to en ke dole do ya sabak ma seka uvur ata ya gidu. A darke voho deha neither ek poteka asika. Pesus uvdu Seherab tokicha yabeu, esicha gecha yere neinu, chanun verachumadonai, erecha paimudocha sed, tovaronai la kovarachamav a ko masav, be khaside khaya akhukha yomeru makhta khayo Vedia liva de adam ge rota, uchvoda da mahuto, mahuto mahut kol olamim, umem shatechabechodovador, semekadonai le kohanuflim, bezokef lecho hajehufnim, benecha lecha yeseberu veatanaten lechem prata beito, poteyahje yedecha, Umat ma, t, bi, al, le, ho, har, be, ho, do, be, le, ho, ho, re, a, Return, yere avia se, et Shavatam, Ishma, Yoshi, em, Shome Adana et colabab, et koshmaim, yashmi, Tela Adana, da bepi, Vivarek, Kobasar, Shemko, Chole, Lamba, eh. All right. And on page eighty two, the Seder Hayom. A Redeemer will come to Zion and unto those of Yaakov who turn from transgressions, says Hashem. And as for me, this is my covenant with them, says Hashem. My spirit that is upon you and my words that I have placed in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor out of the mouth of your seed, nor out of the mouth of your seed's seed, says Hashem, from this moment and forevermore. You are the Holy One enthroned on the praises of Israel. And one called to another and said, Kadosh, 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 tsevaot, holy, holy, holy is Hashem of hosts. All the earth is filled with His renown. And they receive permission from each other and say, Holy in the heavens on high, home of His presence. Holy on the earth, the work of His power. Holy, transcending all time is Hashem of hosts. The whole world was filled with the radiance of His glory. Then a wind lifted me up. And I heard behind me the voice of a great rushing. Blessed is the glory of Hashem from His abiding place. And a wind lifted me up, and I heard the sound of a great movement behind me of one's praising, saying, blessed is the glory of Hashem from the place of the home of His abiding presence. Hashem shall reign forever and ever. The dominion of Hashem is eternally established forever. And Misha Berek on page 85. When I say, bless the sick, say the person's name out loud. May the one who blessed our fathers and our mothers, Avraham, Isaac, and Yaakov, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah, may he bless
4: the sick.
3: Sarai, Piscina. Leah, Glassstone.
4: Tisela. Leah, Bat, Genie Herbal. All right.
1: May the Holy Blessed One overflow with compassion upon them, to restore them, to heal them, to strengthen them, to rejuvenate them. May He send them speedily a complete healing from heaven, a healing of the soul and a healing of the body speedily, without delay. And let us all say, Amen. On page 86, a prayer for our government, our God and God of our ancestors accept with mercy our prayer for our land and its government Pour out your blessing on this land, on its president, judges, officers, and officials who work faithfully for the public good. Teach them from the laws of your Torah and them with the rules of your justice, so that peace, tranquility, happiness, and freedom will never depart from our land. God of all that lives, please bestow your spirit on all the inhabitants of our land and plant love, fellowship, peace, and friendship between the different communities and faiths that dwell here. Uproot from their hearts all hate, animosity, jealousy, and strife in order to fulfill the longings of its people who aspire for its dignity and desire to see it as a light for all nations. And so may it be God's will that our land be a blessing for all who live on earth, and that fellowship and liberty will dwell between them. Establish soon the vision of your prophet. Nation will not raise sword against nation, and they will no longer learn war. And as it is said, for all of them will know me, from the smallest to the greatest. All right. And, um,
4: Okay.
1: Um, when the ark came to rest, Moshe would say, "Return, Hashem, and to the countless thousands of Israel." Et ha'im hilam <laughs> chazikim ba betom kecha meushar derachcha. The first It is a tree of life to those who take hold of it and those who support it are praiseworthy. Its ways are ways of pleasantness and all its paths are peace. Bring us back Hashem to you and we shall return. Renew our days as of all. Let us turn back to page 36 for the Musaf Amidah and we'll do it together as a congregation. Let's take three steps back and three steps forward. I don't know Ufi gita tehi letecha. Baruch Adonai, Eloheinu ve'lohe Avoteinu. Elohei Avraham, Elohei Itzhak ve'lohei Yaakov. Ha'el ha'gado ha'gibor v'hanara. E'el yon gomel chassidim tovim, ve'chone ha'ko, ve'zoche haste'yavot. Mervi go'el the v'nehem, be'ahava. Melakoze, Moshe, Umage, Parukata Adana, Mage Nabraham, Atagi Bola, Lamadana, Meheim Timata, Rabahosia, Mashiva Ruakum read her Geshem, the Hechayim Behesed, the Rabbi, so Mekofin Boheholim, Umate Aserim. Umakaye, me munato, li shene, afar. Me kamoka, bog of a road. Umido mela. Melech me meed, umakaye, umats me a Geshua. Vene amanata la hayot mating. Page thirty nine. Nakashak, Nari Sak, Mishishishla, Kadisham, Misheshet Kadavar. Amor Ayad Neviac, Zezeva Amar. Kadosh, 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 Adonai, Zeva Ode, Melo, Kolha, Aretz, Kevodo. The Matam Meshvahim, Bo Marim. Baruch Kevod Adonai, me me Como. Vishwe Kadashaka, too, Lemo. Beam Lok Adonai, Lealam. Eloha Ixion Ledor vador Hallelujah Page forty one Atosh Vishim Vakodosh Uktrush Mahoyum Hala Hasla Ruchatada Ha El we'll Hakadosh skip to page fifty two on Mount Sinai you commanded the Shabbat to Moshe remember and keep. And regarding it, you commanded us, Hashem our God, to properly do the additional Musaf sacrifice. May it be favorable before you, Hashem our God, that you bring us up to our land and plant us in our borders. We shall make our obligatory sacrifice before you, as you wrote for us in your Torah by the hand of Moshe, your servant. Yeah, um, Page 53. Our God, God of our forefathers, find favor in our rest. Sanctify us by your commandments, give us our portion in your Torah, rejoice our souls in your deliverance, purify our hearts to serve you in truth, and bestow to us your holy Shabbat with love and favor. Blessed are you Hashem, who sanctifies for Shabbat. Yeah. Page fifty-four. Page 54. Page, 56. And page fifty six, the Hazenu in any Brachamim, Brochatanai, Maksush Hatolatzion, O Dima Naknu Lak Chia Tahu, at a Nailahino Labet, Hino Missim Birdach, and his Mortino Pekadot Lach, on the Saha, Rachamechah, Shabra Page fifty nine, the Alkalam, Titrach, Titramam, Kihita, the Angelatach, Brochatanai, Hato Shimcha, Neil Dot. And on page fifty, page sixty ogeno per obtinu per genum per prahama seset patra ha murale uron uvena conim am krishka Amor. divara ghadana <laughs> be ismere kha ya earna pa ka Pana velecha, veyasem lecha, shalom. Bismuth Shmi Abba Avani Avraham. Avrachem. And page 62. Sim, 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 shalom. Sim, shalom, tova uvracha. Sim, 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 shalom. Sim, shalom, tova uvracha. Aleinu chen vechesed v'rachamim uevarkenu kuul anu beor panecha. Sim, 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 shalom Sim, shalom, tova u Sim, 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 shalom Sim, shalom, tova u barakha Ki marapanecha natata l'anu, Adonai Torah v'chaim, achava v'chese, tzedaka shalom. Sim, 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 shalom, sim, shalom Sim shalom Sim 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 shalom. Sim shalom tovah ubracha. Ve'tov benechalevare era mecha. Eshayavahole Shalom Amen. You let on, remember you go on, even in a night's brief calling. Oh, Shalom, Bemrama. Who ya say Shalom, Aleinu? They Israel. Vimru, Vimru, Amen. And then up. Um, Virgil, if you can recite the Mourner's Scottish for us.
4: Eka da, vei ka da shemerabah. The Amadi Brachute, the Amich Makute, the Smak for Kane, the Karev Meshiche, Amen. Amen. Bechayechon of Yomechon of Vizman Kariv, Vimru, Amen. Yeheshimarabama Brach, La Allah will Almaya, it barach, vishtabach, vittabach, vittarman, vittnashteh, v'tadar, v'tale, v'talal, sh'me d'kudshah, b'richu. L'alami, kol b'rchata, shveshiraata, tushbichata v'nechemata, d'amiram b'alma, v'yamru, amen Yesh v'ma rabba, ma'in sh'maya, v'chaim tovim aleinu ve'elkul s'er'el, Amen. O se shalom beramah, hu ya se shalom aleinu, v'yakol yestayu, v'imru, v'imru, amen.
1: All right, let's turn back to page 88 for the um, page 88 for the Ein Let us give thanks to our God. Let us give thanks to our Lord. Let us give thanks to our King. Let us give thanks to our deliverer. Ein Kelachenu, en kemachine nu en komoshi anu mi felo pe Mi ha mo ha nu, mi ha mo shi nu, no de no de la no de la mo no de la baruk elo nu, baruk ara nu, baruk mo ha nu, Atahu in the alenu, on page 89 and 90, it is our duty to praise the master of all, to ascribe greatness to the author of creation, for he made us unlike the nations of the land, and has not placed us like the families of the earth. Leni le sebe la donhako La teketre la jese bere she Shalo kere harazot Velo sama nu Chelosam chachenu kahem, vegorale nuke kekohamonam, venach nu korim, nu mishtakavimu madim, lipne melek Akar Baruch. Cheruna Chesha Mai inveya Sarah. Uma shakarabasha mai mi maa. Shina tizo. elohenu eno Pega me. Kakatu tu betorato ve aratahayom, ve aratahayom, ve hashavota eleva ve ha, huha elohim, basha mai mi ma, ve haaret, mi taha no, Bené emar, vehaya adonai, la melek a kola haret, bayom hahu, bayom hahu, hiye adonai echa, ushemo, ushemo, ushemo echa. Alright. And Adonolam on page 91 and 92. <clears throat> Master of the universe who reigned before any form was created, when creation came about by his will, then as king was his name proclaimed to be. Adonolam Hashem Allah, Petirim le et na sa ma che co zo za me le che ma ne ha im ve hu Leham Shiloh, Lehak Bira, Veli Reshit, Veli Takli, Beloha Osveha Mishra, Behueli, Behago Ali, Vitruheli, Beetara, Behunisi, Humanosli, Menakosi, Beyom Ekra, Beyado, Akinruhi, Bey. All right. And some words from Yeshua, our great rabbi and Messiah. Um, Let's see. I think we're at the beginning. So, you are the light of the world. Shabbat Shalom, guys. Shabbat Shalom, Marco.
3: Shabbat
4: Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. shalom.
1: Yes, we'll do Kiddush and Moti online. And people can stay online if they want, want the fellowship online with each other. So, I'll put this stuff away.
4: Keep it there. Keep it from getting messed up. Okay. Right.
1: So we'll do uh, the kiddish? and the children of Israel shall keep the shabbat observing it observing it throughout their generations as an everlasting covenant it is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever for in six days the lord made the heaven and, heavens and the earth and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed beshamru Yisrael et they are so dead ha-shabbat the door it's temporary to love they le'olam. israel oh till they are oh israel a they are so dead ha the door Olam Ki yamim Hasa Adonai Hasa Adonai Et ha ve-et Ve aret v'nei Et et The door Olam Hashavi Chavat vaina fash, Chavat vaina fash, Chavat vaina fash, Vishamaru, Vene Isaiah, Eta Shabbat, Lea so the Remember the Shabbat day to keep it holy. Six days shall you labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Shabbat of the Lord your God. You shall not do any work, your son, your daughter, your manservant, your maidservant, your cattle, and the stranger that is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is within them, and he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Shabbat day and sanctified it. Baruch Adonai, Eloheinu melech alam. For a prehagafin, the chain. And then we'll, go, we'll do Nettie Lotte, dime, and then we'll come back and do the bread. <laughs>